In the house on the hill, the woman from the bar was holding a large knife. Can I have your gun, please? I didn't move until I heard a door creak open at the other end of the room. Coming up from the stairs, down into a lower level, dressed in a suit with his hair slit back, was Elias Brazel, a madman from Massachusetts. I don't want to stab you, Elias said, despite the fact he wasn't the one holding the knife. You've been very kind to me. The following events happened quickly, and I was feeling hazy throughout. I put my gun on the table, and the woman from the bar emptied it. She held onto the knife the whole time. Elias opened the door to the lower levels, and I was led down there, into a brightly lit and garishly decorated kitchen. He apologized for the decor, and I hated him for it. I asked if he always dressed this smartly if the unkempt look he displayed to the world was a fake. He said he only looked like this when he had something important to do. I stared at the burns, still raw on his hand. He noticed me looking and smiled. He told me that the fire was genuine. The people of Stonefall despised him and they had every reason to suspect him for the disappearance. He was unsurprised that Peter and his friends had come for him, but assured me he had nothing to do with Peter's death. Not that that mattered anymore. I wasn't restrained. Instead, I was allowed to sit, stand, or lean wherever I wanted. I kept both of them in my sights at all times and asked if anyone else was coming. Elias said yes. I assume you're the man that Johnny thought he was meeting, I asked him, and he said yes again. Why? What kind of hold did you have over him? No hold, he said. Johnny and Martha were scared children, and I was the scared outcast living on the other side of the woods. We formed a bond. They went everywhere together. The town was becoming increasingly resistant to them, and I was able to offer them support. What the hell does that mean, resistant to them? They're 12 years old. Exactly, Elias said, and added genuinely, it's heartbreaking. The whole time we talked, I was conscious of the woman from the bar, still in the corner of my eye, handling the knife. The town has a problem with children that misbehave. Elias explained. It has since the stones fell on one of the school buildings. It has a deep-rooted mistrust of the outsider and anybody who is different. Although that's not just Stonefall, that's America. Maybe that's everywhere. The people that live here believe that if they look after their own and keep quiet and stay behaved, they'll be alright. They've tried various things. Conditioning programs, essentially, from a young age. That's why people stopped having kids, because the adults got too scary. So, Johnny and Martha were conditioned? Until the age of eight, when everyone thought they'd settled down. They hadn't. So I offered an alternative. I asked if he'd kept them here, offered some kind of intensive conditioning, 
a step up in barbarity from whatever the people were inflicting on the young of their town. But he said no. He hadn't kept them in the house. He'd offered to take them away and then bring them back, well behaved. The town had agreed. I shivered and tried to stay focused. So they weren't abducted by the extraterrestrials then. Elias, this whole time standing still and composed, walked closer to me. His voice was still worryingly calm. I didn't say that. His words sent another shiver down my spine. I am on your side, he reassured me. I am on Johnny and Martha's side. I was helping them to escape. The sheriff was too. He delivered them to me. But what were you going to do with them? He looked me dead in the eyes and told me he wasn't going to do anything. It had already been done. Johnny and Martha had been taken by the lights in the sky, exactly as planned. I tried to stutter a response, but didn't know what the hell I could say. The extraterrestrials were real? Elias was working with them? To deliver them the kids? I told him that there were 167 files delivered to my room, all sightings from this town over the years. He said they were all true. Some of those people had left, some of them had stopped looking, and some of them, people like him and Louise Finch and the sheriff, they all believed. They all knew there was something out there, not just in the sky, but in the woods. Something that came to visit. And they'd been coming to Stonefall for years. I asked him who they were. He said he didn't know. He said he had communicated with them, never through words, sometimes through dreams, sometimes through written messages left for him in places in his own handwriting, but that he had no recollection of writing. He didn't know what they were or what form they took, but he trusted them. And he asked them to look after Johnny and Martha, to take the twins away to wherever the extraterrestrials were from. Whatever conditioning the town were planning for those children was going to be even more extreme than it had before, and they were in danger. I considered how desperate things had gotten this town, the extent to which Johnny and Martha had been at their mercy. Elias trusted a voice in his dreams to protect them, because that was his last hope. How terribly sad it all was. I asked him why Martha had come back, and he didn't have an answer. I asked him where Johnny was, and he chose not to answer. I presumed he must have still been with them, whoever they were. But I realized why I'd been brought up here. 
The woman from the bar had found the answer she was looking for in Elias Brazel, and they were working together. Not to trap me or to hurt me, but I think to make sure I was on their side. They needed my help to get Martha out of that town hall and back to whatever creatures Elias had struck a deal with. But that idea unsettled me deeply. There had to be another way of saving Martha, of ensuring her and Johnny could be looked after in a normal way, by people that we could trust, heck, that we could even understand. I also wasn't entirely convinced that Elias wasn't just the madman from Massachusetts after all. And if that was true, God knows where Johnny was now. But the woman from the bar clearly believed him. And as far as I knew, they were going to save Martha, so I would do that too. We'd work together. But we never got the chance. There was a noise upstairs, the doors crashing in, the thundering of footsteps throughout the top floor, and soon, the trying of the door that led down to us. I instinctively reached for my gun, forgetting it had been left above us. The woman from the bar looked across to Elias and they nodded. This was who they had been waiting for then. Together, they made their way slowly up the stairs, the woman from the bar still brandishing her knife, as if that was all she needed to take on whoever had arrived. People in Stonefall found out that Elias had tricked them? Had Martha told them the truth? Was she even aware of what that was? Was I? There was also the possibility that the people who had entered weren't from Stonefall. That they were these strange creatures in military uniforms, in cigar-shaped ships with blinding lights on the front, now coming to look for him. Perhaps they were seeking Martha again. Perhaps Elias had made a deal with them that offered them more than just the protection of those two kids. I'd gone through the kitchen, finding first an anteroom and then a larder. I'd searched for something I could use as a weapon to fight my way out with, to go and help my new allies, but everything had been emptied long ago. As I returned to the stairs, I saw the door splinter apart. A multitude of hands reached through the gaps, and the woman from the bar struck out at them, but they seized her arm. I rushed up the stairs to help her, but Elias, still calm, still patient, held out his hand to me. I insisted I was going to help and tried to run past him. Suddenly he grabbed me so tightly that I couldn't budge from his grip and shoved me down the last few stairs. I landed painfully on my side, but was up, determined to fight past him as well if I had to. There was a life to be saved that he seemed content in sacrificing. But as I got to my feet, Elias turned to face the door and went. Through the bars of the stairs, I could see only the hands reaching out to grab him. The woman from the bar had gone, already pulled through. And then I watched, dumbfounded, as Elias walked willingly towards those hands and was consumed by them. For a moment, the noise stopped. I froze. But then they came after me. As soon as I heard the first person running down the steps, I ran, not waiting to see who it was that was coming for me. With no way of finding them off, I did the only thing I could do. 
and hid. <sighs> it must be January 12th by now. The noises died down long ago and I'm still here. Inside the larder, everything I could find piled up against the door. They tried for so long to get in, but they didn't manage it. I wonder if, eventually, they thought they could just leave me here to die. It's probably safe to leave now, I just... I had to explain what was going on. I had to leave this on record for someone to find. I might not make it out of here. So, if anyone does stumble across this one day, there are still so many questions left unanswered, and I hope you are more successful than me. Was Elias telling the truth with everything he said? The benevolent extraterrestrials leaving him messages in dreams, protecting the kids? How did Martha get away from them, and where is Johnny now? What happened to Martha in the town hall? Is she safe? Was she rescued? Was she conditioned? And all of those strange things that have happened since I arrived. What were those mirrors? Why was one of them found broken? Who were the voices that had sounded so childlike? The ones that called to me in the woods, called my name. Who were they? I think I'm going to leave now. Go and have a look around, try and find answers to those myself. Hopefully I make it out of this town alive. I think the sheriff is on my side. Maybe Louise. There's no reason they should have come to any harm, and they can protect me if the townspeople are the ones that descended on this house, if they've turned against me. I'm sorry, Martha and Johnny. I thought I could find you, and that once I'd found you, you'd be safe. Maybe you were safe all this time after all, and Martha's come home to the nightmare she tried to get away from. Elias believes that everyone is capable of seeing the lights in the sky if we look up and look hard enough but we're too self-involved. He's right. But that's not the whole story, is it? Because sometimes we look up too much. We distract ourselves from what's going on around us. We blind ourselves. How many of the people who reported those sightings of lights in the sky knew what the people of Stonefall were doing? How many would have stopped it? Would you? OMG, you guys. What a cliffhanger. Am I right? <gasps> okay, so, like, I'm kind of confused. Like, did she die? Like, 
Is this what happened? Like, did she just die and never found out any of the answers to these questions? Well, I mean, no, no, she couldn't have died because, like, then she wouldn't be my ancestor and then my mom wouldn't have had all these tapes and, like, no. Okay, so she's not dead, but then, like, what the hell happened? I mean... Oh my god, you guys. <laughs> this is this is some pretty big stuff. I think we're going to have to look a little more into this, okay? So, um be sure to like and subscribe my podcast. Um we're only just getting started on the mysteries that this town has to offer. Um so yeah, be sure to stay tuned and remember, this is Courtney. Stonefall was created and written by James Mortimer, read by Rebecca Maluish. Music by Kevin MacLeod at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons. James and Rebecca would like to thank you for listening to Stonefall.